to the needlessly complicated unending world building poll list. <laughs> I'm your host Kendall with me is Jared. Hey everybody. So, man, uh, I've been me kind of sad to hear that cuz that's like I'm so I'm like maybe he's not talking about what I'm thinking he's talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying it. So, but no, that's good. I love Hickman. I'm just really enjoying the story so far. I haven't had a chance to read this week's or last week's yet. But. Okay. So, so okay, we'll dive right into Power of X and House of X. So, I actually have um, softened on House of X. I, I, actually, I think that probably if I was not reading Powers of X, I would be really enjoying the event. Um, I think that... Some stuff happened in the third and fourth issue of House of X, but Powers of X is a mess. Like, yeah, obviously I haven't read the the last two. Like, but the, yeah, yeah, I haven't read. Yeah, I haven't read this week's issue. Uh, th- this week issue five of one of them came out, but I've read the first yeah, four. Yeah, Powers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've read the first four of each. Uh, they did announce that they're all going to come out on time. So that's good, I guess. Yeah, so we might be caught up at the same spot. So, spoiler alert. So, was the last one that you read when they uh, essentially all die in the fun, that mission so from Mother Mold? Right, which I was like, I was like, uh, Cyclops is on the cover in two months. <laughs> well, yeah, but then again, too, it's like, you know, with how the kind of reincarnation thing. And I mean, it definitely seems like a weird, like mutant groundhog day. Like, uh, okay, we kill all the mutants. I guess we got to start over again. Yeah. Moira, go ahead and kill Moira. Yeah. I guess it's, I guess it's that, but like there's too many timelines and the, the conceit of the multiple timelines isn't super interesting to me. And I don't, and there's, yeah, there's too many of them. So I don't have a clue what's going on in any of them, except for the house of X timeline. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, yeah, I can understand what you're saying with that. So, uh, and I think that everything's going to become much more clear, but I just love just like all the little Hickman inserts where he, you know, goes into all the experiments, the, uh, the gene crossing and all the kind of the sinister stuff where they show one of the future timelines, how they were all bred and, and the program for that. I love just him just kind of laying that out with, um, I mean, I'd never get excited to do a whole lot, a whole lot of reading. Like, you know, it's a whole page of words. It's like, uh-huh. I'm not trying to read a real book here, but, um, I, I've been enjoying it thoroughly, and I do like the little twist on the reincarnation of Moira being, a, you know, a mutant after all. So I'm interested to see. It's like, you know, right now, how can they defeat Nimrod? And unfortunately, it's probably going to take another lifetime to do it or figure it out. So it's I, like, yeah, they're wasting time. It's like they get to a certain point, and it's they keep learning, but it's like eventually, you know, how many more lives is she going to have? Yeah, I mean, I like the. 
See, this is the so this is the thing. Now like, Charles has had enough. This is it. He's pissed, and she's going to remind him how pissed he is. So, I I mean, first of all, I guess Charles Xavier has been dead most of the time that I've, or he's been off the off the table most of the time that I've been reading comics, but. This just doesn't feel I feel like every time he shows up he feels out of character. Like he's he's like a straight up he's like a he almost feels like a straight up villain in this story. Like and yeah, none of the characters are recognizable. I think House I think House of X issue 3 and issue 4 had some nice character moments. It was kind of what, you know, what you want from an X-Men story. They go after Master Mold and all that stuff, but like there's a million characters that I don't care about. It's like, I, and then the first, like the, the thing is like, like this is why, this is why I was like, it's like house. It should have just been house of X and power of X should not exist or I should not be reading it or something like that. Because <laughs> like there was, there was a lot of world building in the first, in the first two issues of house of X and and the first two issues of Power of X, I, I think I think that because Power of X is where they really one of those issues really explained what the deal with was with Moira, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that was yeah that was her issue where she approaches um, Xavier at the fair yeah. and then explains how her life works. Which I kind of feel like that issue should have been like okay. That should have been a one shot, basically. Power of X should be, should have been a one shot that was just that issue. Uh, so I really enjoyed that issue too. Right? Yeah. I mean, that was a solid issue. It established a lot, a lot of world building, but it kind of feels like that should have been like the zero issue for House of X or something like that. And then just and tell the that. House of X yeah. story, like this. I have I have no clue what's going. Every time I read it, I have no clue what's going on in a thousand <laughs> years from now or. X zero or X to the power of, Oh, that's why it's powers. Cause the power of X squared and X cubed and X. Well, yeah, they keep doing 10 years, a hundred years, a thousand years ahead of time and all yeah, that. So and it's I, powers of 10. I just like, it's like house of X powers of 10. They're like, they're like freaking like, I don't know. It's just, it just seems like a mess. Like, like I don't understand what's going on. They don't, they, they spend, well, that's what I think too. They're going to be setting up some seeds a little later on that um, they'll be kind of recall. And I think everything that happened is wiped out. So there's different timelines. She keeps coming back. Yeah. And that's whole something else too, where it's like, does the world just keep starting over from that point? But, but the thing is, but the thing is that we're we're eight issues into this story, into this storyline, and stuff happened in three of those issues. The rest of the rest of it was just tre- well, I think it just feels like it was well, treading water. Well, that's I think that's where I think there's going to maybe be some callbacks to some certain characters or certain things that popped up that happened, say, in the future with Nimrod and, and but, some of those other things. But the problem uh, is, I won't remember that because I don't remember what happened in the issue that I read tonight half an hour ago. <laughs> like it's well, so maybe you shouldn't drink so much while you're reading. Comic no, books. I, I am not. I do. I was. I only drink coffee while I read comic books. No, like, like for real though. Like, like it's it's so dense.
No, I'm not. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, and you're probably fine for not. And that's the thing, too. I was going to mention, like, there's just a lot of different weird Batman stories coming out lately. They're really pumping them out. Yeah. Got Batman, Curse of the White Knight 2. Um, Batman Last Night on Earth. We just got done with um, Bat Dick or Bat Wiener, whatever story that was. Damaged. Um, <laughs> it, Took me a second to know what we were talking about. <laughs> but yeah, there's sort of, I mean, there, and then there's Bendis is writing what? Batman Unlimited as well? That's the, that's the just reprints of the Walmart books. Okay. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, a lot of Batman stuff coming out outside of just the regular. Yeah. But I guess that's probably their MO all the time. Yeah, yeah, there kind of always is, but, like, I mean, I, man, I saw that. Yeah, again, I apologize for being so negative on this episode, but, like, the idea of there being, of doing a sequel to Batman White Knight, like, the first half of that story was good, and then it got kind of super generic Batman story <laughs> in, like, the second half. So having a sequel to that is, like, what's... By the end of it, it was just a Batman universe. Yeah, it's definitely... I, I thought it was... I mean, they had some interesting theories about the the Batman destruction fund or whatever it's called and how that was, you know, tied to fraud and... I think they had some, it's definitely an interesting kind of what if. This one is the, the Azrael story. It's pretty interesting. I, I mean, actually, I enjoyed it. And well, that's one, too, where um, just based on the art, um, Sean Murphy just kills it. And, like, I'm not, honestly, I'm not like a big car guy. I've never had, like, Lamborghini posters or anything crap like that growing up on my walls. But um, I can watch him drive motorcycles and cars all day long. Uh-huh. Um, he is just, I just, just enjoy his art style. Um, yeah, I like how it draws Batman too. So I think just kind of like you said before that other book, like this alone, like on art, I, I'll put up with, you know, maybe another Batman story, you know, maybe not a whole lot of choice, but yeah, this is one where I just, uh, well, yeah, it's like, I'll just read the page and kind of just go back and look. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's fine. I, I think it, it also is like, Right now we are, I think a lot of things right now are starting to wrap up and other things are beginning. So I'm like just reading this like critical mass of books. And also I'm like a little bit at a, like my interest in comics is not my primary interest right now. Um, I've been kind of feeling that way too. I feel like I need to like shave my pull list down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I need to get caught up and then stay caught up because like, yeah, I mean, I probably could cut a couple books. I mean, it's just it's just frustrating when because everything because stuff when stuff double ships, like as much as I used to like double shipping, I never understood the criticism of double shipping. But it's like I do want to read a little bit of Batman and a little bit of Superman and a little bit of Spider-Man and a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And like we do this show, I don't want to just be literally only talking about Batman, Superman and Spider-Man, you know, as the six books that I, that we talk about every month, you know? So I want to be trying out new stuff and I want to be, 
uh, reading a big variety, maybe, you know, go for, go for some sleepers or whatever. Um, but when those, when those, but, but I also kind of want to most of the time follow the big events and the big, and when the big stuff is double shipping or like, you know, house of X powers of X is 12 weekly $5 books. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and they're, and they're freaking, if I read a power, an issue of power of X, that's the only thing I'm reading that night. Yeah. That's so yeah. dense. And you got to think about what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, uh, I just, I need to get caught up, maybe shave my list a little bit, but mostly just get caught up and stay caught up because I'm reading, I'm buying five to seven books a week and reading five to seven books a week. It's just that I have 20 books in my backlog. So, so I'm not putting that much of a dent yeah, in it. I'm definitely chipping away. Well, like, so lately I thought, would have thought Captain America, Daredevil, um, Batman Detective, like those books have just been kind of mediocre. I don't get excited to read them. Like I could probably get rid of those. And I can send me pick up some other things that are coming out, some new stuff that I get more excited for. Um, but it's one of those where it's like, they just kind of feel like staples, or especially after watching like Avengers. I'm like, yeah, well, let's you know, read a Captain America. So, book. so that's, that's interesting. Um, but th- that's the, that's the really frustrating thing is books like Captain America and Fantastic Four. Like I'm reading Batman, even though I don't like it, I'm reading this fucking house of X, even though I don't like it. I, I am the problem. I'm what's wrong with the world. I (laughs) certainly acknowledge this. And then I put, and I feel like, I feel like I need to get, be kept, kept up on house of X. Mostly, mostly, mostly I'm hate reading it. Like I want to be able to be like, I have an educated opinion about this and that this thing is Like, like specifically, <laughs> this is specifically for House of X, Power of X. Like, I want to be able to bitch about this, so I am like, going to. Eat like, shit I just, I mean, I mean, I think, I th- and I think <clears throat> that it's, it's also like it's, it's, you know, culturally significant. This is like the the most popular, even even whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. This is the most popular that an X Men book has been in a long time. That is so, the truth. So I think it is. I think it is valid for me to read it and for me to be able to go into a comic shop and say, you know, I didn't really like it. And also like, or also like if it gets good at the end, which maybe it will, I mean, you know, some, some writers can stick the ending. Uh, I think, I think Hickman can maybe, I don't remember what the ending of any of Hickman's books is, but I, I don't particularly remember, like, I don't remember the ending of Secret Wars being super disappointing. Um, I remember that at the end of the Secret Wars ended. Uh, yeah, that, like, that whole, that whole yeah. well, I mean, at the time, I kind of enjoyed it because I thought it was a little different. And, um, I think the different stories were kind of fun, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing was with Secret Wars is, like, people were saying that, like, the fact that they came out with an Iron Man comic afterwards and they came out with a Spider-Man comic that took place afterwards that, 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 that spoiled the end of secret wars. It was like, what did you think that, did you think there wasn't going to be an Iron Man comic and a Spider-Man comic yeah. afterwards? Did you think it wasn't going to end with the doom world becoming one Marvel universe again? Like, <laughs> but, um, so, but if he sticks the landing, I want to be able to say, you know, for people six months from now who are reading the trade and they're like, 
Man, I read the first. I read Power. <laughs> I read through Powers of X, the first, uh, the all six issues of Power of X, and I have. I have House of X waiting for me at the library, but I don't know if I want to read it because Powers of X was so bad. I can be like, well, actually, House of X is pretty good. I or, or if somebody is like, I have both of them there, I can tell them, just skip Powers of X. Nothing, not really anything important. You know, <laughs> the, the only important thing that happens in it is you find out that Moira McTaggart reincarnates herself or something like that, which they even kind of cover in house of X. That's like true. Read every, well, I think they're going to combine them. They, they, I mean, he basically said, you're supposed to read them as kind of one. Uh-huh. So they I think, they they'll... Some, but, but, uh, but my point is like, so I'm, so I'm bogged down by all these books that I feel like I have to read. And then Captain America, especially like I, I was like two or three issues behind in Captain America and, and I read, and I read them whatever, like 11, 12 and 13 or something like that, whatever the last three issues were. And it's like, Hey, this is a Captain America book. Like this is a, this is like Ed Brubaker, Captain America. Like he is, he is fully channeling it. You know, he's arguing with arguing with Sharon, with elderly Sharon Carter about, you know, being a, being a fugitive and, you know, Peggy Carter shows up, like, what's the deal with that? And, uh, and like, I would say it's getting better recently, but it's one of those where it's like, I mean, I feel like I'm just like pushing it towards the back of my pile every time I see it come up. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm there, I'm right there with you. But then when I read a stretch, when I read a string of them, like two or three issues, I'm like, this is, this is like really good. Like the only stuff, it's like the only stuff that I don't like right now is the stuff that is the first stuff that I read because I feel like I have to. Yeah. I think I'm going to be, I mean, it's like, I'm not going to be reading like Punisher kill crew and some of the other weird offshoots of that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, admittedly, like young justice, I think I'm probably going to drop, uh, it's, it's, I don't remember what's going on. It's, and it's like not amazing. Um, but, uh, like, and like the star Wars, the age of all these star Wars, age of rebellion, age of resistance and stuff. Like those are ones that gravitate towards the back of the pile. And then, but then also if I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm going to read a comic while I wait for my sub to be cooked at the, at at WG grinders. I'll grab one of those because first of all, I know that they're all, they're all one shots. So I know that I won't grab the wrong issue Sure. for like, cause like fantastic four, I started to read issue 13 when I hadn't read issue 12. Um, because like, you know, I'm, I, there are a couple of them that I'm just, you know, that just, they go to the back of the, they go to the back of the pile. They're not the first thing I read. And so I have to kind of figure out which, which, you know, so those, oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, that. and then they're all quick reads. They're all done in one and they're mostly all pretty good. So, you know, that's, that's a thing too. Um, and then, um, and then man, fantastic four, fantastic four was, I was just about to drop the book. And then the thing, ha- he decides to go, on his uh, on his um, on his honeymoon, like honeymoon with his with his wife, 
and uh, he times it out so that his one week a year that he's a human, which I guess is a thing, uh, whatever, I'll go with it, so that it will line up with that. And then he gets there, and the Hulk is being mind-controlled by, I think that I think he's called the Puppeteer or something, who apparently <laughs> is is uh the is the thing's wife's dad. I don't know, you know, whatever. I'll just go with it. And they just have a two-issue, the thing versus the Hulk fight, no holds barred, and they actually like the fight happens. Uh, Hulk is so Hulk is being mind controlled by the puppeteer, but he's not like literally being like, uh, you know, the guy pulling his strings. Like he's saying, like, like the guy says, like, you know, fight the thing. And he's like, okay, I'll fight the thing. I'm the Hulk. I want to fight the thing, you know? (laughs) Um, so it's not like he's, it's not like he's handicapped by it and they fight each other and there is a clear winner. Cause usually when you have heroes fight each other, they fight for a little while and then it gets yeah. interrupted and they go and they go off and, you know, team up or whatever. But in this case, in issue, th- I believe it was issue 13 of the fantastic four, you know, the thing starts out, he's like, the Hulk is stronger than me. The Hulk is smarter than me, but that doesn't mean he's a better fighter than me, you know? And, and, uh, and then the thing it's very close, but the thing ends up beating the Hulk in a fair fight, which it, I was, it was like, I don't care if that's right or wrong. Oh, yeah. We were given an answer by a writer. Like it's just like when, it's just like when the flash in, I think it was Superman in like, it, it was in something it was in like a uh, like the uh, rebirth issue or something like that. Uh, he basically says to Superman, "Yeah, all those times that we raced, I was holding back. I'm actually way faster than you. Like, we have an answer to the to those questions. You know, who would win in a fight? Well, at least this time, the thing won in a fight. You know, regardless of, you know, we have a data point there." Because of that, and I just I, I really really like that, and then um, in the the upcoming arc, they rebuilt the spaceship that uh, that got hit with cosmic rays and stuff like that, and so they are going to go on the mission with that spaceship that they were supposed to go to in Fantastic Four number one. Oh, interesting. Yeah, which I don't know. It's just like. I'm I'm like really liking it. And it's like, and that was a book that I was maybe going to drop and still fucking read this shitty Batman book. Like, well, it's good. I'm glad to see Dan pumping up that fantastic four. I think it's good to get them back in the mix. Yeah. He's just the perfect writer for fantastic four. Yeah, he really is. His iron man, uh, has been hit and miss, but I think good enough for me to keep reading. And and I have a feeling like he'll there will be a really good arc of it, or he'll or he'll drop off of it, and I'll drop it when he leaves. But um, I saw some in the solicitation, at least in the advertisements in the books about what Ultron's coming back now. I don't, I don't know. Um, let's see what else am I reading? Oh, so Doomsday Clock, the second to last issue, came out. 
And uh, I didn't like it. Nah, it's kind of ugh. I'm tired of it now. We have to wait like another six months for Marianne to come out. <laughs> so here's so here's my here's my my take on it. So this issue was Adrian Veidt saying, "I did this, which led to 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 this," and I was like, "I don't even remember half this stuff happening." Um, but it's the problem that the "How I Met Your Mother" finale had. Um. Did you watch How I Met Your Mother? No. So they they basically set up. They decided at the very beginning of the. Uh, why is my battery running low when it's plugged in? Oh, it's not plugged in. Give me a second. I'm going to plug in my laptop. Yeah, sure. Okay. Cool. So of course, of course, now I'll actually have to edit the podcast because. Of that one spot, <laughs> I was I was like, you know, if we if we have a per- if we just do a perfect recording where there's no where there's no breaks in the middle or anything, I'll just I'll just uh, you know levelator it out, listen to a little bit of it, and then um, and put the music at the beginning and the ending and post it. But no, no, now I'm gonna have to edit that. Make in a note four of the time. Yeah, yeah, I can see the the blank spot. Also, there've been some. I think there've been some clips and stuff in the. I think one of the cords has is like shorting out a little bit, so I'm gonna have to make sure that the audio quality is fine across the board, and all sorts of other stuff. So I'm gonna have to actually edit this podcast. That's okay. Uh, what was I saying? Doomsday Clock. So, um, so how I met your mother? They decided what the ending was gonna be in the at the end of the first season, which um, spoiler alert, I guess is. Uh, is I think you've there, actually spoiled this ending to me a couple times before. Oh, okay. Well, I, so it's probably been on the podcast a bunch of times before. But the, but basically, Ted ends up getting with Robin at the very end, which makes sense after watching the after watching the pilot episode, but makes absolutely no sense if you watch the rest of the series. Because they spend two seasons building up uh, a relationship with um, with Robin and uh, uh, Barney, and their relationship is awesome. And they also like actually spend some time like showing that oh, you can actually still be friends with your ex, which I thought was which I thought was really you know a nice. Like it was a really mature way of, of dealing with like these two characters had a relationship early in the sh- in the series, but we still want to use these two characters, so we're gonna yeah. have them you know just care about each other. Um, and then they ended it with them getting together and annoying stuff happening, uh, and just like just like kind of just kind of threw away a whole a whole bunch of character development in favor of these like. Very like canned endings for everybody's character. Yeah. So, um, what I feel like with Doomsday Clock, <laughs> Doomsday Clock started out as a, a, a. I heard it described as like a cover band. Um, it it was Jeff Johns emulating Watchmen, emulating the style of Alan Moore, which was great. But then over the course of the series it kind of took on a life of its own. Like he kind of, he found his own voice with these characters and it was great, but 
he had this ending figured out the from the beginning. And so this like felt very jarring, like like let's just no, actually this is this it's what I was gonna do the whole time. Like you you know, like it just it just felt it felt very like ham fistedly let's just parallel this issue of Watchmen when when Adrian Veidt explains what he did. And it just it kinda lost me a little bit. Yeah, I'm kinda getting like let's just wrap this up here. Let's figure it out. Let's just actually, yeah. And then it's one of those two where I was kind of reading some additional insights on Doomsday Clocks. So I'm like, what are they trying to do here? Um, yeah, it sounds like just Jeff Johns is having a pity party for himself and trying to kind of write that into the story a little bit as well. But yeah, yeah that's I, what I like. I like the, that part. I like the Jeff Johns doing the self insert. Uh, commentary stuff like that was what was in the last few issues yeah that i that i i really that i really liked the stuff with the with the with the actor and i forget like specifically what else was, but, or whatever yeah but there was some there was some stuff that was very much it felt like it was a a jeff a jeff john self-insert kind of thing basically the book became different from because initially yeah this was supposed to be something that comes out of the 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 rebirth and all the stuff that uh has real impact on the DC universe and then for whatever reason that's not the direction I think I think Jeff Johns had like less creative control on the or there was some kind of behind the scenes who cares I don't care but because of that he he like kind of changed things up in the middle of it to do some really interesting stuff and then just we're just kind of back to the ending that was always going to be the ending. Yeah. Um, which which is just I don't know. That's why that's why I think that mapping out and like mapping out a story from the beginning to the end, unless you can re unless you really really map it out and really really stick to every plot point that you're planning on, is not always the best way of of writing. Sometimes it really does make sense to be like, okay, I've got a general idea of where I want to get. I'm going to move in that direction. I'm going to plant some seeds of foreshadowing, but even I don't necessarily know what these are hinting at. And then, you know, I'll deal with that in the future. You know, everybody always talks about what was in the closet in new Avengers 27. Bendis just never, Bendis just never, you know, never did anything with that. Um, the, uh, the, the, the costume, I always think about the costume, the future Spider-Man costume that was in J that was in JMS's Spider-Man run. Um, that was like wanted for murder. And, uh, you know, Peter Parker never actually wore that costume, but it has shown up like it showed up in most notably in during spider verse. Um, the, the Ezekiel from another world, uh, was wearing that costume. So like, and it's in, and it's also in, uh, the place, the PS4 game. Uh, so I, I just, I like those kinds of little hints and I would just rather a writer kind of let the story take, let the story go where it will go. And then, you know, have a general ending point that you get to rather than kind of locking yourself into 
a specific ending, especially if the story, if, if, cause even if he had planned issue 11 from the beginning, he could have seen that the story was going in a different direction than he had initially planned and then adapted to that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, I didn't even read why. I wonder if it's due to the art coming out or if it's Jeff John writing, you know. Oh, the delays? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that I think that Jeff Johns has been very, very busy. And uh and that's I, I don't think the I don't think the issue is the art. I think I think the, the delays are mostly because of Jeff Johns. Shush, it's crazy. But there's just one more issue, it's okay. Huh. I mean, take you know, take it. Well, that's the thing. It's like, guess what? I'm well, I probably will do it anyway. But I'm like, I'm going to have to read probably the previous issues. Mm-hmm. So I've totally forgotten what has happened. You know, six months later. Yeah. Well, and it's like, and I guess that's that's the difference between where we're at with it now and where we've been at with it. Because like, I was I most of this most of this series, I didn't remember what happened in the issue before. But like the issues were so self-contained and the world was so interesting that I was, I was fine just kind of living there. Yeah. If you say so, but this should, this should, this is an event that should only take a year instead of three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it, we'll see how it all, how it is all when it, when it all wraps up. And I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm the, as, the older I get, the older I get, the more I appreciate books that only come out once every three months. Once every six months. Once a year. Give me an annual book. <laughs> I guess that's what annuals are, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's um, funny. Uh, I don't think I have really anything else on my hand. I did end up watching uh, Shazam. Thought it was fine. Thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I heard nothing but good things about it. I'm sure I'll get around to it eventually. I just, um, I saw that preview in theaters so many freaking times that I just. I yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll never watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, we were, you, you know how I feel about watching movies again. Um, well, no, it's like this, like for you, like, well, duh, that's like how I do it my whole life. But yeah, I feel like most of that. That's like, that's why it's so funny just to hear you kind of choke that back a little bit. Like, I know exactly what you mean. Cause I know you're definitely not going to watch any movie. That's funny. Yeah. But well, so there's actually two movies that I just saw that I kind of want to watch again, but I will not be watching again. And it's not because <laughs> I liked them. Um, but I saw once upon a time in Hollywood and it chapter two and both of them, I did not particularly like, but especially once upon a time in Hollywood, I feel like it's, I mean, it's, it was, it was two and a half hours of, of setup for 15 minutes of payoff. Yeah. And, um, some of the setup was interesting. Most of this, most of the setup was uh was in that was interesting was in the previews but i feel like i feel like uh, there there was something there and maybe if i watched it a second time i would appreciate some stuff 
But it's like, if that movie was, was an hour and a half long, it would have been a great movie. It just was, it was so freaking long and nothing happened. And like, there were scenes that I think were referencing old Hollywood or something that I just didn't get. Yeah. Or, and like, and then there were other things that I couldn't tell if, if Quentin Tarantino is like literally that like pretentious and up his own ass, or if the character was like kind of parodying that type of person, there's a, there's like a little girl that has this monologue about method acting that I couldn't tell if, if, if he was trying to say, look how dumb people who are so pretentious about their acting are with it. Or if he was actually trying to make a point. Um, and, and I feel like if I watched it again, but it's like, it's, it's so freaking long. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to endure that. There's no way I could possibly endure that again. Um, Yeah. Same thing with it. Chapter two, like, Oh man, that, but that one was, I kind of knew I wasn't going to like once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, my wife kind of, my well, wife Tarantino. wanted to see it. Yeah, I'm not really a Tarantino guy. I I really don't like Pulp Fiction. Um, but but uh, I probably saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood before the last recording. <laughs> I hope we didn't talk about it. I don't think we talked about it. We had a pretty short episode last time. But uh, but it chapter two, I really liked it chapter one, but the stuff I liked about it was not in chapter two. I liked the kids. I liked the eighties aesthetic. I liked characters that acted like people. Yeah. As opposed to like in the second one, it was like the actors were, they were all, you know, it's all fucking movie stars, you know, as opposed being the grown up versions of these actors that looked like real kids. Um, and, and they were all, yeah, they were all these, they were all these like, yeah, they they were just like generic Hollywood actors. And then they were like, instead of, in order to make them believable as those characters, they were all just doing impressions of 13-year-olds. Well, honestly, I enjoyed the original and didn't think it needed to be made. But the original was way creepier. But I also watched that as a young child for some reason. My parents let me. I, I've never seen the original. Um, oh, Kendall. You sh- the original is really good, honestly. And it's like the same setup where there's two movies and there's, you know, it's, it's not like a shot for shot remake. But mm-hmm. uh, it's honestly, like we're looking at this. I mean, I'm going to obviously see chapter two, but just the Pennywise stuff seemed really more comedic. Um, it, the, the original movie is way more creepier, I would have mm-hmm. to say. It's definitely not. You're not gonna say like Pennywise out in the behind a broken down house doing a bunch of weird stuff with balloons. He's you know yeah. Well, really I, doing a lot of creepy well, stuff. Well, my thing was with with chapter one, um, he, it what it was that that the movie was not, it, it didn't feel like it was supposed to be a horror movie. It was a character study of yeah. this of these of these certain characters. They the the fear sequences were really specific to those characters. Um, and it was really, it was really interesting. And this just sort of, they traded that for cheap junk, cheap jump scares and a freaking half an hour long fight sequence at the end. 
It's just yeah, I think uh, and, you know, if you do have the time or if you would want to check it out, I think it'd be worth just watching them. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I probably, I probably, I probably will. I, I've been kind of want, curious about some of the Stephen King stuff, some of the classic Stephen King movies. Um, yeah, I was kind of wanted to watch a kid under the one where everyone's like stuck in an airport. And... Oh, the Langoliers. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was wanting to watch that TV series when it came out and a couple other ones too. Yeah, the Langoliers I actually watched a couple times when I was younger. Um, it's... I think I'm going to watch like the first couple episodes of it and then for whatever reason, like not following up on Yeah, it, it was not – I don't think – I don't feel like it was like a horror horror movie. It was more of a – or, or mini series. It was more of a, more of a, like a, again, like a character study or like a thriller. Um, yeah. I was like, some of the stuff is kind of more twilight zone ish. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, and the, the shining is a good movie too. Yeah. All right. All right well, hey, I'm going to jump off of here. Yeah. I was, I was just, I was just going to have us wrap up. So, but, so yeah, thanks thanks everyone for listening. Uh, and keep reading those comics. Yes, next one we'll see you.